You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. I'm paying for my comments last week, Taylor, where I kept telling you how tired I was because now I'm feeling ill. Now I've been sick. Do you think they're related? Do you think you were tired because you were getting sick or? Yeah, that's what I think. You just squandered your your good health and energy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I ruined everything. Yeah, I think think it was a precursor. I have been on and off sick for what feels like over two months where I will get a cold or what seems like a cold test negative for, for COVID. And then two weeks later, it'll go away. And then two or three weeks later, I'll get sick again. Like it's, I think it's the weather because I think this up and down temperature is not good for me where it's like, Oh, it's minus two. And then it's plus seven. And then it's minus eight. I think that, I think that, that's what I'm blaming. The scientists wouldn't agree with you. Although like I grew up definitely like, <laughs> yeah, like, don't leave the house with wet hair. You'll get pneumonia. Or like going in from going from hot to cold. That gives you pneumonia. And then you grow up and the scientists are like, no, your parents were telling you lies. They just wanted you <laughs> to dry your hair before you left the house. But, um, you know, I don't leave the house um, ever. So I have thankfully been very healthy uh, through the whole pandemic. But Mike, you're not alone. It sounds like everyone has been sick all winter yeah like if it's not it's one thing bad. it's another thing like i don't think it's, it's yeah you it's definitely been bad and i just i'm so done with it like i always get sick once usually in spring and once more kind of like fall or even late fall around christmas time like as kind of the seasons are changing yeah. i usually get sick once but this is this is the worst it's ever been I haven't felt this bad in a while where it's just you feel rotten and then it goes away and then it comes back and that's just it's it's All right, annoying. do you go into the office? It. No, I do not. Not not like consistently. I do like where, some How are you being exposed out. to these germs? This is what I'm talking about. I don't go anywhere. I mean, I'm okay. I would say sports, your sports. Yes, my sports. And I would say like recently I've been going to things, but the day, even the day or two after going to things, I feel fine. And then it like hits me days later. So I feel like it's, uh, to me, I feel like it's unrelated. Mr. It was Mr. random. Yeah. Like I, I don't know how I'm getting anything. I don't know if it's environmental. I don't know. Like it's very, it's very peculiar. I'm hoping this is the end of it because I'm just, I'm done. I, I don't want to feel this way. Anymore. Fingers crossed. Um, but I did, I did get out to see a movie in the theaters before feeling sick. So I don't know if that did it. It was a pretty packed house. Um, I went to a VIP. Ooh, movie, so. Katie Wilson would approve. Yes. Did I you get an well. alcoholic adult beverage? Uh, well, yes, I, I did. I did try one of their uh, featured craft beers that they had for this particular uh, VIP experience. Um, it was only okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not like, you You know, I'm not, I'm not a big you don't drinker. Drink. No, like I, I don't, yeah, I don't drink. And like, I've tried at, I've tried like some craft beers here and there. Cause a lot of people are saying like, this is like, it's probably what you tried 
when you were younger. But even then, I'm like, ah, it's really hit and miss. Like every once in a while, I'll get one. I'm like, oh, I actually enjoy the taste of this. But for the most part, I'm like, I could do without it. Like it's not, it's not really my thing. Maybe I'm just not, I don't know. Like everyone has different tastes. And I think I'm just one of the rare people who I'm not as into craft beers and stuff. I don't know. I feel like it's sitcoms often make fun of craft beer. Like, apparently it's supposed to be really good i know i know people make fun of it as like but apparently according to the experts that i know who drink a lot not excessively but like enjoy beers, recreational drinkers they say that craft beer is will taste better and is just better than like the the standard stuff that you can get like anywhere like if you get if you're looking for taste because for me it's taste I have a problem with the taste of any alcoholic beverages. I can taste the alcohol. I swear I can. Everyone says I can't, but I can, and it doesn't taste good. So they say that craft beers have the best flavor. Like, if you want something that's more flavorful, that's what you should go for. Mike, I'm with you. I don't think alcohol tastes good. No, like, thank you. Like okay. Yes, you are the only other person in existence who I've ever agreed with me on this. And I just, I've had, I've tried many things. I've, I have the request of friends and people, they all try this, I'll try this. Terrible. All of it's bad. It doesn't taste good. Why would I want to drink something that doesn't taste good? Honestly, I'd rather have a Coke. Yeah, that's how like I feel. I, like, why, like, at least it tastes good. It may not be good for me, but at least it tastes good. Like, oh, I'm going to sit down and like wind down with a beer or a glass of wine. No, I'd rather have a can no. of Coke. I only ever do that socially <laughs> when I'm out with people or right. like socially and like everyone's having a drink. Sure. I'll try something. And again, I have, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say like they're all, t- I found one or two that are, uh, that are good where I'm like, Oh, I actually enjoy the taste of this, but that's it. <laughs> like yeah. otherwise give, give me a Coke, six pieces of ice. Cause I, I like a lot of ice and a little bit of lime. There you go. I'm happy. That's did you get drink. um did you get food to complement your your okay of course, craft beer? Of course, nachos <laughs> with pulled pork. Bold choice. Okay, so I think we talked about this last time like VIP came up. Um the VIP experience came up on the show. It's bold to have a finger food at the movies. Oh, I, I think that's the only table, way to go. Right? Yeah, you, you do have a little a... tiny table. I think that makes oh, yeah, more sense than ordering a steak. The, yeah, it was the opposite, right? Where we were like, <laughs> yes, oh, exactly. you need a knife and a fork. I yes. guess the cheese, the nacho cheese makes me nervous. Because the but... minute the minute the lights go out, you can see nothing. Like, it's it's pitch <laughs> black in, in there. So, see, you, so I think you have to go wracking. Yeah, Nerve-wracking for but... cheese and pulled pork, and it's pitch well, black. Well, just put it in your mouth. It doesn't have to go anywhere yeah. else. You're, you're, yeah, I bet yeah. you you're a, you're a crumb person, aren't you? Oh, I'm a messy. I'm messy. Oh, so many people are crummy <laughs> people. I'm not super. I'm, I'm pretty good. But everyone else... When I'm like sitting next to a crummy person and all the crumbs are all the place, I'm like, no, you, you like, do not just... want to see my floor <laughs> after dinner. There is not yeah. once where I don't have food on the ground after I eat. Mm, see, just put it in your mouth. That's always my suggestion <laughs> to people. Just put the food from the plate into your mouth. Not a long process. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? So I think, I think to me, that's the VIP experience. You got to go for finger foods because there are people, I see people like order like massive sandwiches with sides or like things that you need, like a fork and knife. And it's, that's impossible. You better be scarfing that down during the um, pre-show. Oh yeah. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Saving half your club, saving half your club sandwich for like halfway through the movie. (laughs) 
yes, yeah, yeah, which is just the, which is ridiculous. Like to me, Psycho, that's psychotic. Um, oh. And again, I think I think for VIP experiences for certain movies, it's really fun. But I could see, like, I could see it becoming because even for this one, I had a pretty good experience. But at the beginning, there were some issues with people's orders around me, and I'm just like everyone sit down and just the movie started. Like I'm that type of person. When the movie starts, don't (laughs) talk to me (laughs) under any circumstances. I don't care if the place is on fire. Unless my life is in danger, don't speak to me. Right? We'll just let whatever's happening happen. Yeah, get your refund after the movie. Um, Exactly. Do we want to... I have a question for you, but I don't want to give away the movie you're reviewing unless we can tease what movie you're reviewing. We can oh no no we can no we can reveal it I can I'm okay. putting it on socials by now so right so Mike saw Dungeons and Dragons, um, Honor Among Thieves, right full title did I get that full title right that's Without, correct yep um yep. and like Honor Among Thieves I'm pretty sure is like a Russian mafia quote so no. good on you D and D to do that but. Uh, <laughs> Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it's something about that. Um, my my question is, when are they going to start doing? I guess they don't have the facilities to do this, but like VIP experience where the menu goes with the movie. So like turkey leg, like D and D would have been mm. a good themed um, mm. menu, don't you think? Yeah, it just would have cost them so much money like i've seen i don't know it not at vips but i've seen places do drinks yeah are more common to theme with stuff because they're just easier i guess to mix a couple things together and there you go you have a drink um but yeah with food it would probably just like cost efficiency they're there to make a lot of money like this whole vip experience is there to make more money so it's not i don't think they they want to spend too much it would have been great though like dungeons and dragons oh, cool. with a bunch of themed foods it would have been great but again the corporate suits don't call us, eh, Mike? No, they don't. And I'm, again, if you had, <laughs> like, I, I saw recently this, you know, speaking of, of uh, spirits, as it were, uh, the screening room recently has been licensed. So you can actually enjoy an alcoholic beverage at the screening room. I don't know if it's for select movies or if it's for um, all, but I did see that I on, thought on they've always. Socials. I thought you've always been able to get an alcoholic beverage at the screening room. I don't think so. Well, the post I saw was like now fully licensed, so oh. I just assume I'm not trying to rat Wendy out if she was serving. No, yeah, um, maybe we should. Um, I'm not sure, but I do know they serve. They've always served tea, and you could get it in a mug, which is quite the experience at the screening room. And I wanted, speaking of the screening room, I wanted to plug they have uh, family movies now. Like family yes, I, uh, discounted I tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So Good for them. Their March break was a huge success. And now it's going to be a regular feature programming every once. A- sounds like, I don't know if it's going to be like every week there's a family friendly movie, but it sounds like it's going to be like a regular feature now at the screening room. So if you have family, <laughs> head on down to the screening room for a family friendly movie. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of cool stuff. They've got their cult movie nights going on as well, like cult classics all throughout um, uh, all throughout April. Like I saw they're doing 10 Things I Hate About You, yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, I don't know. Those are the ones that I saw. I don't know if they're, they're doing any others, but um, I saw they were doing a lot of different cult movies. They have a whole list up there. I'm sure The Room's coming back. 
Um, I think Big Lebowski because of yep, I saw that one for the twenty fifth yeah. anniversary. Yeah, so the screen room is doing a lot of cool stuff. Like if you want to check out like a classic film, they've they've got a lot uh, on the go, which is cool. Um, and the, re- the the movie I reviewed last week, Cocaine Bear, just opened. Yes, there. <laughs> I sadly can't necessarily recommend you see it, but Women Talking. I saw was playing a screen room. I, I don't know if it's going to still be there by the time this podcast comes out, but it was there and you gave that one a positive review. So definitely go see women talking more so than cocaine bear. And um, I think, again, we should probably get our facts straight, but you know us, we don't do any research prior to recording. This is all people off don't, the cuff. People don't <laughs> listen to us expecting facts. Nope. <laughs> just vibes. No facts, yeah. just vibes. <laughs> Um, so the movie Nicole talked a lot about, um, when she came on for TIFF, I like movies, I think is the name of the movie, um, filmed in Burlington, the town where we, Nicole and I grew up in Eldershot, um, lots of memories in good old Eldershot, but, um, that I believe was at the screening room or will be at the screening room. (laughs) As of this recording, as of this recording, it's there. Because I okay, know I saw I saw it too, and I know it yeah, was there. I saw the poster this again. This will this episode will be out a few days later, so it's possible it'll move on. Um, but yes, it was it was there. And um, so yeah, that's normal. I this is horrible. I can't remember if Nicole saw it and said yes, go see it, or she's just been dying to see it because of the Burlington kind of connection, early two thousands, yeah. as like literally exactly where and when we grew up which is so wild so i'm really i'm dying to see that one too yeah, so anyways that's, yeah that's lots crazy. to see finally finally a eh, mike after years yeah. and years of <laughs> well not to give away my 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 full review and i'll go into more details but this this was also my first extremely positive movie going experience of the year like i saw some oscar movies at the beginning but in terms of 2023 films I think this is my third or fourth that I've seen. April. It's the first. Yeah, it only took to April to see one where I'm like, all right. <laughs> this is fourth this month is, of the year. Yes. Yeah, that's how long <laughs> it takes them to do anything. Um, we have quite a few other things to get into um, before we we review those movies. Um, something that you mentioned just before we started that the Barbie movie has now released character fo- uh, posters yep. for their various roles. Um I didn't know, by the way, that Emma Mackey, who often gets the Margot Robbie look Margot Robbie, yeah. Um, there's like a couple Margot Robbies because like, Emma Mackey, and then there's the girl who was in that horror movie. Yeah. Um, hide that, and seek. Reviewed. Yeah, hide and seek. So anyway, Emma Mackey's in it, which I didn't know. Um, I learned so, that from the posters. I thought that the, it was going to be like um, she was cast because she looks like Margot Robbie. Like I thought that's like. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like the two Barbies that look the same. You know what I mean? But none of the Barbies look the same. So M- um, Emma Mackey in the, her poster has, is a brunette. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, what would you call that? Like stunt casting? It wasn't, nope, nope. They don't look anything like one is blonde yeah. and one is a brunette. So Yeah. And again, they're all kind of different, right? Like these are different Barbies, right? Like there's the mermaid. Yep, do do a dupa lupa, do a lupa, whatever. Is, is <laughs> so she old. Singer? She's, She's a singer. singer yep. Oh, okay. Do a lipa? How? What's? Do you have the poster in front of you, Mike? I have it in front of me now. Uh, lipa. L i p a. Do a lipa. lipa. Um, 
yeah, she's a mermaid. There's President Barbie, Diplomat Barbie, Writer Barbie. And so all of the Barbies on their character poster, it's like the actor's name and then like what kind of Barbie they are. And then for the Kens, it's like, and Ryan Gosling as only Ken. (laughs) And then it's like, just just Ken. And then it's like the next Ken, like Ken number two. (laughs) You guessed it. Ken number five. So the and and Michael Sarah's in it, which I yeah, didn't know. Different... There's only one Alan. Yep, Alan, just <laughs> one, Alan? just one Alan. I think he's the type of Barbie, like a boy Barbie oh, from the sixties. Boy Barbie, yeah, boy Barbie Alan. from the sixties. Alan. There's all these different Kens, and then just one yeah. Alan. You okay. guessed it, Ken number five, and there's only one Alan. People who I didn't know were in this. Like, who's Will Ferrell playing? He he's rumored to be playing like an evil CEO. Essentially, oh, like his character sense. from the Lego movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, Bro, that's, that's what he was in the Lego movie. Those are the vibes I'm getting. And yeah. then America Fiera? Fie, oh, however you, whatever her last name is from uh, from Superstore. She, uh, in Ugly Betty, she's playing a human. <laughs> there are humans in this? Yep, there's two humans. So the poster's oh. like America is playing a human and then there's like a like a little girl and then she's like and then her poster is like another human so like the posters are kind of funny they're like well worth checking out like they're very tongue-in-cheek and then yeah. along with the character posters they've released a new trailer again no idea the plot of this movie based <laughs> on the trailer i'm worried there is no plot yeah it's definitely like i'm, I'm getting no facts, yeah, I'm getting, just vibes. Yeah, I'm getting definitely the sense of this movie's all about tone more so than anything else. I mean, you never know. Um, but everything I've seen has just brought more questions and no real answers, which I don't think is a bad thing. Like, I think that the marketing is clearly going for something. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's I, campy. Yeah. It's going to be kind of stupid. Whatever. I'm very fascinated by this movie. Like, it, I'm going to see I'm, it. Oh, I'm definitely. I mean, we've got to review it. We now. have to. I mean, yes, Kira. Part of, <laughs> yeah, part of Kira's uh, two part episode there. Um, but I just all the different people who are like Helen Mirren, isn't it? She's the narrator. Yeah, Kate McKinnon, which I didn't know. Gymnastics um, Barbie. Yeah, it's just it's going to be. <laughs> It's going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm, uh, so everyone, I'm check out, very curious about this one. Check out the posters, check out the new trailer. Cause prior to that, it was just like, um, like a sneak peek. It wasn't like a full trailer. So, um, this is like an actual theatrical trailer. Check it out. Let us know what you think. I mean, it does look great. Like it looks amazing, but like whether there's an actual story, I get the sense it's like, oh, living in a Barbie world, and then Barbie decides to go to the real world. But like, that's what I would assume. What's yeah, gonna but... happen? Also, yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, we'll find out. <laughs> it comes out in, I want to say July, July of this year. Does that sound right, Mike? I think July it's 21st? July. Yeah, it's like the somewhere mid July. Yeah, it, it, it is July. Yes. True summer movie. July. Yeah, it will be a summer movie. Probably, um, probably the hit of the summer. I would imagine. I would imagine. Or the bomb of the summer. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think it'll. I think it'll definitely drive people to go see it. I don't yes. know how the reviews will be and the word of mouth on it. 
Um, but I, I definitely think it, people will, will check it out. I mean, I it's such mean, a stacked cast. I don't ride or die for Greta Gerwig. Like I'm no, still, I, jury's still out for me on her. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued enough. Like I, Lady Bird, I was so so on, but I liked her adaptation of Pretty, not Pretty Woman. Why do I keep calling that Little Women? Little women. I keep calling it pretty woman. It's little woman. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Like this is her third big film, so I think you know we might get a, a real sense of her diving into this. Like it sounds like a big passion project. Um, so we'll see. And she she's writing it with her her husband slash Noah Bombeck. Um, <laughs> I think they're married. I don't know. I saw uh, I saw one article describe them as partners. Okay, partners. Um, but like, partners. I did think they were married. But like, maybe that's a thing now. So maybe journalists don't say husband and wife because maybe when they're un and they're probably un if they're unsure, it's always safe to yeah, just be like the partners. To do, they do have a you, child together. I, I I thought they've been married for a while, but I don't know. Um, the point is, is they also are writing together. Um, and working together on various projects. But again, I'm, I'm as so-so on his work as I am on hers. I actually like her stuff better so far than his stuff. So we'll see. We'll see how much of his writing suggestions she took. Because he's credited as a writer on this movie. Yeah. So be funny if mainly it's her and she just credited him. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll take your suggestions, honey. So we can get a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, but like, but he has nothing to do with it because nope. she's so much better. <laughs> he read it, offered like one line. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll have the one line in it, um, but it, it I don't know. It seems like kind of a weird project which he's into, um, but definitely go check out those those Barbie uh, posters and the new trailer, and we'll check out. Speaking of Barbie, I think it's a good transition to announce officially uh, what we're doing as part of our uh, wrap up of the Oscars pool. So um, we we heard from our winner Ruth what we're supposed to do, and Taylor and I have now selected. Um, the movies that we're going to make each other watch. So we're going to announce that. And Kira sent the two Barbie movies that we must uh, review. So uh, according to Kira, and I've backed this up, these are two of the top rated Barbie movies of all time. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about that. So let's let's go right into the Barbie movies first. So the two movies that we must see are Barbie of Swan Lake, Okay. So we have to find and watch Barbie of Swan Lake and Barbie as the Princess and the Popper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like, that's Barbie's thing. She takes like classic stories, but it's just Barbie's are the, the actors. <laughs> oh, kind of like, just... like the Muppets? Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> like how the Muppets, t and, but instead of Muppets, it's Barbies, but because Barbie is a doll. It's like animation. Okay. Well, apparently <laughs> so like these out. are two of the best as well. Like well, that's at what least it says like these are two of the best. I'm glad it wasn't like I don't know. I was gonna say like Barbie and the Fairy Castle. You know what I mean? Like at least it's like actual yeah. IP. <laughs> yes, Barbie but, but... of Swan Lake, Barbie as the Princess and the Popper. My question right. is, how are we going to find these to watch? I have like, no idea. I think we're going to have to do some real search. We, we, I mean, we have till July. <laughs> so Kira's going to um, um, have to like mail us her physical DVD copies. I assume Kira is of an age where she like grew up watching these. I would um, imagine. <laughs> how else Wait, would you be able to like, pull on. Isn't those the out of the... 
isn't the prince and the pauper a mark twain novel i think it's like one of those fairy tales that have been like retold a lot i'm gonna google this it's like i'm pretty sure they look the same by mark twain oh well there you go (laughs) So, so they took a Mark Twain novel and made it for well, and a classic ballet. Swan okay. Lake is a ballet. Swan Lake's a ballet, yes. Uh, which I mean, that tracks, I guess. Um, okay, well, there you go. That's our that's our mission. Our, we've got our two bar movies, and uh, Ruth, who was our winner, uh, asked us to pick movies that the other person would not normally watch and that we know that they'll hate. Uh, so we're going to reveal to you the movies we've picked for each other. Uh, Taylor, what movie did you pick for me? You're going to see the classic Natalie Portman film, Where the Heart Is, released in 2000. Get into uh, okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Where the Heart Is. Based on a book. I didn't know. When I was like re, like I was Googling this, um, just to like jog my memory before I told you about it. And uh, based on a book, I had no idea. But this was a movie that I grew up watching. Shout out to Nicole. She too grew up watching this movie. So um, I think a lot of our, our, not to gender the film, but I feel like a lot of our female listeners of my age probably grew up watching this. Where the heart is. Looks terrible. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm just I'm looking it up while you're talking. Like this, this is gonna be. Okay. It definitely like um it gives it definitely gives like Hallmark um Lifetime movie vibes mm-hmm. like uh mm-hmm. but it's just yeah it's great it's great if you're uh, of a certain age certain time and place but I know you're gonna hate it. I well, know you're gonna hate I, it. Listen, I swear we didn't plan this in advance. We each just picked our, our movies and we, I mean, we made sure the other person hadn't seen it, but I also picked a movie from you from the year 2000. It was a good year. Mike, we had a whole episode on the 2000, on 2000. It was a Did year we? for movies. Wait, I thought we had an episode on 99. Did we talk about 2002? Um, no. I don't, maybe. Okay. We definitely did have 99, but it bleeds into 2000. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, so from the year 2000. I am going to make you watch uh, the Mel Gibson classic, The Patriot. Okay. I was, so I, I had three options for you. I was like, okay, something space Star Trek-y, which I've done. Something more Marvel superhero-y, which, which we've done. And I thought, you know what we haven't done? We haven't made you watch like an Americanized war movie that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so the Band Patriot. of Brothers, all um, every yeah. single episode of Band of Brothers. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the, the series Band of Brothers. Um, so yeah, this is this is all about the Revolutionary War, uh, and Mel Gibson is a patriot. So uh, gonna, Heath gonna... Ledger's in it. Jason Isaacs. Is there Chris a Cooper? feather involved in this movie? Oh no, that's another Heath Ledger. That's four feathers. That's another Heath Ledger war movie. No, no. He was making, he was rolling these out real quick when he was Good younger. Good for him. Good um, for him. But yes, he, Heath Ledger is in it. Yeah. And it, listen, there are recognizable names and people in it. Of course, it was like the big movie of the, it was a big summer movie back then. Uh, it was nominated for three Oscars. So well, we'll see. I was, um, I was torn. I thought about Coyote Ugly for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought about um, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> 
uh, you've seen Pretty Woman. I was going to. Yes, that, that was, was part one of the list you I sent me. Gonna, yeah. um, give to you. I have not seen Dirty Dancing, and I'm kind of glad you've picked it because I'm trying not to see it. I don't know. Like, that one is, I'm kind of on the fence. I think you wouldn't like it, but I don't think you would hate it as much as you're going to hate um, Where the Heart Is. A Walk to Remember yeah. also would have been a good one. I have seen a Walk to Remember. Oh, have you? Yeah, okay. yes. I have seen a Walk to Remember. I'm trying to go with the genre of like um, movie teen girls would watch with their moms in the 2000s. That was what. <laughs> that's yeah, what I was but going you know, for. <laughs> girls also make like their boyfriends or the guys they're on dates with. Oh, these so no, I these have, would not you know, be date movies. I'm sorry. Oh you have, yes, walk to remember. Not dated good. <laughs> Tell me, to, tell me something I don't know, Taylor. <laughs> sorry to all the women who have dated Mike in the past, but you have bad taste in movies. If those are the movies you choose, I know it. Um, yeah, no, oh yeah, Walk to Remember for sure. No, um, that's well, not a date movie. That's a movie you watch with your girlfriends on a at a sleepover, like your girl, as in like girls that are friends. Sleepover movie. What can I tell you? I've seen Walk to Remember, and I'm not watching it by myself. So, you know, I'm not I'm not curling up on a Saturday afternoon, being like, well, you know, maybe I'll put on a Walk to Remember. And pops and popcorn. So that's like yeah. another a good genre. Like mine was like, I'm thinking like, what are movies that like you'd watch at a sleepover in in high school, yeah. in yeah. in middle school? That was well. I think it's a good you. choice. Yeah, I I think I think that's exactly what from the little I've silently seen from this trailer that's playing on IMDb. It looks exactly like that. You're gonna, um, you're gonna hate it. I will be yeah. pleasantly surprised if you do like it, but no, I don't. I don't think you're gonna enjoy this. <laughs> yep, <laughs> doesn't doesn't sound like it. So, um, I know you'll hate mine with a fiery passion. I how long is it? Did you pick like a really long one? Yeah, it's pretty long. It uh, was like it, so. The director's Roland Emmerich, so he did all the like disaster movies of the '90s and 2000s. Like he did. Independence Day and those another genre I hate. So yeah, I'm so really this was this is like for a... yeah, this is like a big. This movie is a big blockbuster film from the nineties to two thousand. So it would have been the only long movies because back then there were a lot more ninety minute films. This would have been one of the longer ones. Great, so it it's bloated. It's a bloated oh, yeah. movie. Bloated <laughs> film. You spend a lot of time talking around a fire about who knows what. There's one scene that's literally just. Mel, Mel Gibson melting uh, like metal. Okay. So yeah, get get ready for that. Um, Great. So the question is, Mike, when are we airing this episode? <laughs> for our Whenever we have time to watch it, I guess. For yeah. our listeners who'd like to watch along and hate with yes. us. Well, um, we know we'll the Barbie the one will be the week before the Barbie movie comes out. So whatever movie, like the week before Barbie comes out, we'll do the Barbie films as the lead up and then we'll try to see Barbie movie as early as possible so we can review it right away um for this one we can really just pick you know when do you think you can watch the patriot is, is the question more so like you're you're the one i can again i can curl up and watch this movie <laughs> whenever i want but yeah whenever you feel you can get the patriot in um i think we'll give notice like i think we'll give a couple weeks okay. in advance to people so they can watch along if, if they want good. to so we'll uh, uh we'll can what's the word confer we'll uh we'll chat we'll off off air and we'll pick a day and then you can promote it and people can watch along um but again if you are female and 30 you probably have already seen <laughs> where the heart is you may just need to watch it again to jog your memory so 
Or, you know, maybe maybe you had sisters of a certain age. Maybe, like Mike, you went on a date and a date forced you to watch this movie. I can't, Mike, I can't get over that. Someone made you watch A Walk to Remember on a date. <laughs> what do you want? Like, what, <laughs> what, you want hear from me? what number? Like, are we talking about, like, you were already boyfriend, girlfriend? Because that's different. You think I remember? Well, like, <laughs> you think, I, I don't know. There's a big difference between, like, okay, honey, we've been dating for six months. You picked the movie. Oh, let's watch A Walk to Remember. Versus, like, it's our third date. Come to my house. I'm picking a movie. Let's watch. A yeah, I think, it, I think that's it way different one. energy. That's way different. Yeah, energy. like I'm, I definitely have seen it because I can see it in my mind. Like I, I can cancer. see cancer. Yes, and Fre- um, Freddie Prince Jr. Right? No, Chad no? Michael Murray. I'm pretty sure. Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, it's <laughs> not Freddie. Sure? It's not Freddie Prince Jr. In a walk to remember. Are you I, thinking of the yes, movie where he? Makes over Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, yeah. Maybe that is. Oh, this is the Mandy Moore one. Yes. She has cancer. Yes, okay. I've seen that too. Yes, yes, yes. Shane West is his name. Yes. Okay. He was he was in a bunch of those films. Right. Sorry. Um, Chad Michael Murray to me is like... Um, Chad Michael Murray is your default. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's a what, Again, what certain age. Certain age. Um, I think he was actually on TV more than he was on movies. But I'm he had Didn't he have that sure. movie with... Um, Hillary Duff. Yeah, Cinderella. What? Yeah, yeah, that he did a Cinderella movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. I have seen Watch Remember, and I've also seen the Freddie Prince Jr. makes over the girl movie. Yes, okay. that as well. Uh, probably uh, she's on, all that. Again, probably she's all that. that. She's all that. Yes, yep. yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. This is this would have been like probably in my twenties. Yeah, that checks out. That I that I would have seen this like it was out well, for a long time like when, when a watch remember came out in like 2002 it was like grade 10 for me so i wouldn't have seen it then well i don't know what to tell you yeah. that's, that's the way it is um let's <laughs> let's review some movies again sorry uh, <laughs> sorry to all the women or men who have forced their dates to watch a walk to remember i'm sorry that i'm judging you so hard but yeah that's just something. That's something. It's like the same energy as like a guy picking to me, to me, Mike, this is how I feel. It's like the same energy as a guy picking like a Tar- a Tarantino movie for like the second date. Like, hey, babe, let's watch Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, now hold on. <laughs> Wait, let's just let's just back it up here. <laughs> how, you're gonna compare. Quentin Tarantino to movies like A Walk to Remember women, and say women who date men will understand where I'm coming from. Write in if you agree. A film bro. Yeah, I want to. I want to get our fans on this. Yeah, movie. I want to get our fans on this. Which one is the bigger faux pas? Uh, a guy saying you're gonna watch this Quentin Tarantino movie, or or a girl making you watch Walk to Remember? Which one's the bigger and movie? To faux clarify, pas? these are like. It has to be like early date movies. This isn't like you've been dating your partner for a long time and you're just picking a movie to watch together. This is like you don't know the person very well. You've been tasked with picking the movie. It's like the second date because the vibes are the energy is so different versus if you've been you have dating. A long really time. strong opinions on early date movies, <laughs> which yes, I guess I should have expected. But like, okay, my only strong opinion, I don't see what move, I don't care what movie I get, get forced to see, but my only thing is watch the movie. 
Like oh, I don't, don't like walk through it. Yes, I don't like if you if it's an early date, you should have had the discussion of like, oh, we've been on several dates where we've had the opportunity to talk, so it's okay to sit in silence for two hours. Because even at home, don't talk to me. Like I, I want to watch the movie, even if it's terrible. I want to like I'm a movie goer. I want to watch the movie. So that's my only problem. I've never had strong feelings oh towards gosh, nice. anyone who's made me watch anything. Huge, <laughs> huge opinions because I mean, thankfully, I'm married now and don't have to date ever again. Thank God. But <laughs> um, uh, you know so much about a person based on what movies they're picking early on. Like, I feel like it's a huge, huge flags, both good and bad, depending on on your movie. Wow. Choices. Okay. Maybe, yeah. you know what, though? Maybe I, I would make better choices if I followed that like, philosophy. You probably could have avoided a lot of heartache. <laughs> Now that you're thinking about it, because I was about to say, well, I don't judge that. And I'm like, maybe I, you should. You should have. <laughs> like, maybe I should have adopted a bit of a better <laughs> approach. You should have been more discerning. <laughs> can, I, can I just point out that I think it's really funny that the past two episodes, about 60% of our podcast has been talking about some nonsense that has nothing to do with the movies we want to review. Like, I just realized, like, we did this with Joker last week. Yeah. And now, like, a really good part of this episode is talking about, like, our dating experiences with movies and what <laughs> not to do and what to do. I, But I do, I want to hear from our fans because I want fan experiences. And also, like, you and I obviously have, on, like, we're only who we are. So and we can't have normal. experiences. Yeah, that's true. And we can't have experiences <laughs> of other people no. dating and how they go through and like you and I ha obviously have our own like skewed point of views for it so it'd be great to open this up to the broader audience to be like you everyone else like we have a great diverse group of audience is this the same across the board or is it like a Taylor and Taylor problem really um, yeah. <laughs> with me adopting some of it but is it really you know what do you think of this I'd love to hear we'll put out a poll on social and now too. you know what they're the fans are gonna want they're gonna want us to do like a dating episode what are our top 10 dating movies? Movies for dates. That's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, top 10. Maybe next February. For, for dates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a good one to do kind of around uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. We'll kind um, of okay. Let's review a movie here. <laughs> In the let's, last 20 we'll minutes on. we have. In the last 20 <laughs> minutes, let's try to. So I, I, I will go first and review because it's the new one Dungeons Perfect. and Dragons, uh, Honor Among um so yeah as i alluded to this was a really enjoyable movie going experience it's getting great um, reviews it it's a lot of fun the movie does not take itself too seriously but at moments where it needs to be a little more serious it it is a little more serious it has a really good balance where it's like we're going to be serious when we need to otherwise we're not going to take seriously we're going to build a world which they did a great job doing building a really interesting unique world but not taking it like everyone's kind of in on the joke and the thing about dungeons and dragons is that it's a role-playing game so you sitting around with friends laughing about scenarios and, and trying to work out how to get through certain things is the core of what makes dungeons and dragons so much fun and this movie at times feels exactly like that where it just feels like a group of people trying to get through this game, but it's real. Like it's it's basically they, they drop you right into the world and and it's, it's all as if kind the of role playing isn't role playing. It's actually yeah. your and, game, and, your campaign's actually happening. And it works. Like it just 
works. And I think there's such a pleasant surprise around this film where it felt like it felt like it just it just worked. Now, with that being said, like I have a couple thoughts. I have a few things and I also have a couple quick uh, notes just about it was funny. It might <laughs> the audience that I, I was in, in the theater with very packed house. Packed house, but you could see like what a range of individuals. Like you could tell the group of people that were here because they they played Dungeons and Dragons, and that's why they were here. But then like there was a group of of you can tell you're you're here for Chris Pine, and <laughs> and you're here for that Rajon Page guy, right um, from, from um, that, Bridgerton, Bri- the Bridgerton thing. Um, so you could tell where you've got people here for them. And then you've got people here for Dungeons and Dragons. It was a very, very interesting. You had people uh, there for the audience. hotties. You had people there for the dragons. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and it like this movie would not work, in my opinion, without Chris Pine. He's great. Like, he, he brings the movie to a whole new level. Like the, the rest of the cast is good, but they're all supporting roles. Like without him to be the glue. Um, he really, really elevates it. Like, there's just something about his ability to naturally be funny that really lends itself to this movie and character. Like, they cast perfectly for him. Like, I I can't name another person who would be able to pull this off. Because even, like, bard? Ryan... Yeah, he was... Uh, yes, I believe he was a bard. Um, and he... He's... Like even Ryan Reynolds, who kind of has that comedic chops, is too silly, right? And like Ryan Gosling takes himself too seriously. Like I'm trying to think of what other guys would you played it straight, but has the comedic timing to 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 make it work. And a lot of the, I mean, a lot of the emotional crux. What I'm going to talk about was was handed off poorly to another actor. But Chris Pine has has the main story. Like you're following his journey and quest here, and he. He makes, like, he brings kind of truth to it where you feel like, okay, I understand why he's trying so hard to do this. I understand exactly what he's trying to accomplish here. I get why he's trying to put a group together. I get where he's coming from. Um, but there's one sequence in this movie that um, I haven't, like, belly laughed in a movie theater in a long time until this sequence. There's a sequence that takes place in a graveyard. And I'm not going to, like, give away anything that happens, but it's one of the funniest in movie sequences I've seen in a very long time. Um, And they just, the comedic timing of this film is just perfect. They just know how to make you laugh and do fun things. It was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Couple quick negatives. Michelle Rodriguez really brings this movie down for me. Like, I don't know. Uh, I, bless I, her in trying, but it, no. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of her. I, to be fair, I don't know if I've ever seen her in anything. But uh, whenever she's cast, I'm kind of like, huh. Like, to me, like, this, maybe this is rude. She seems B-list to me. I mean, I think she she has a lot. Like, I understand, like, she, way, the way she was cast, where she's in a very, like, like physical action role, which she has a lot of experience doing that. So I understand why they would cast her. It's just three big emotional moments were hers and i just don't think she has the chops to pull it off like she kind of brought those scenes down for me where she can't really emote 
in the ways needed to to make it be good. Like it was very strange in that sense. And again, like I get it. The action sequences in this film were largely and for the most part very well done. And she had a big part in those. Um, and she's very good at them. So I understand that she had a lot of action sequences. I get it. I get why in the story they did the things, but she had so many emotional moments that it, it felt like it just felt flat for me. Um, and that's really like the biggest criticism I have for this film, that it's fun. It's, it's really well done. Some of the CGI is kind of meh, but I, you know, it's not the biggest budget film ever. So you kind of can appreciate also, that, but they do a at, good job. Mike, look at Marvel having billions of dollars and they can't get their CGI straight. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and the, the other supporting cast were pretty good. Uh, like the young uh, actor, Sophia Lills is in it. Um, she was in that uncle, Frank movie, I think that I saw, and she was in uh, it, two yeah, it movies. Yeah, the redhead. She plays the yeah, the the younger, the young redhead. Yeah. Um, and she's in it and does very good job. Um, the Bridgerton guy is very good. Like his his character, he doesn't um, he he speaks very much like the truth and plain language. Like he can't understand nuance or sarcasm or anything like that. Like metaphors, like you got to speak. So that that brings a lot of comedy to it. Um, and Justice Smith, Smith, who's been in like a handful of things. I think he was in the Detective Pikachu movie. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Um, and he was in, 10, 10, uh, he was in a couple of things. Detective Pikachu. Yeah. So he, you know, they're, they're good. Like the supporting cast is good. It's all just glued together with Chris Pine. Without him, it, it wouldn't work at Here's all. Here's a um, question for you though, Mike. People who don't like Dungeons and Dragons or don't... Never heard of it. Don't know what tabletop role playing is. Yada yada yada. Are they going to still be able to watch this movie? Like, do you need to know about D anD D to watch the movie? No. Um, there are some inside jokes, and there are some moments that I think are they they definitely make it better to know a little bit about the world. But you you can know absolutely nothing and enjoy this movie. It's a very well done action comedy it's a lot funnier than i thought so i think that makes it a little bit more universal that it's not super serious but if you like you could take your kids to see this movie like not little little kids but you could take like preteens and that type to see this movie and you would get something out of it like it's not it's not really off-putting if you don't know the world okay. so that's that's definitely something that uh that people should know is you don't have to know anything to enjoy this movie um and they don't like they build the world, but they don't spend too much time like overloading you with information. Like they give you the information you need in order to like get the gist of what's going on. It's just basically a made up kingdom. It's like going to see a, a funny Lord of the Rings at times. Like it's a fun action adventure film that kind of reminds me of action adventure movies from the 80s. Yeah, which checks out because the board game is from, or I shouldn't say board game, but like the game is from the 70s and mm -hmm. 80s. So it would make sense to have that nostalgia. And then my other question for you is, I feel like it's obvious, but are they setting this up to be a franchise? I think that they they definitely could. This was very much a one-off movie. Oh, okay. It didn't feel like they were just set up, set up, set up. It seemed like a one-off adventure, which is always what Dungeons & Dragons feels like. So I think I would be... I would be very open to returning to this world. I would be very open to seeing these characters again. 
the story that you see in this gets wrapped up. Like the, this particular adventure gets wrapped up. So what happens next? Good question. What other adventures could this group go on? Good questions. They'd have to like create other things, but it's a, it feels very much like a, a one-off movie that has space to grow. And because they did such a good job in building these characters and building this world, I wouldn't mind returning to it. Well, it could I, be, I wouldn't be off put by that. It could be like a knives out situation where the next movie is a completely different cast. Maybe mm-hmm. they, maybe they keep Chris Pine because he has such star power, but then all the other characters I, are different. Yeah. Like he, and he, I mean, it probably also costs them quite a bit. Uh, he's the biggest name in, in the film, but I, yeah, I would say if they're going to make another movie, they should try to work with this character group again, because that's where you got a lot of the chemistry right. and humor and joy for the movie was this, these characters. So I do, I, I thought about that, that exact thing as I was leaving the theater, uh-huh. I thought that exact thing where I was like, would they do just another, like here, cause Dungeons and Dragons, here's a huge new group of characters, but they just built all this up. Like that would, that would feel a little bit cheapened to me. It would be, yes, it would be good for the game because that's how the game is. But I, I feel like you want to return with this group of characters. Even Michelle and, and, Rodriguez? I guess. I mean, <laughs> she's they part of the team. They her. <laughs> they could, in my mind. She was very much a weak link. Like, I feel bad saying that, but she just, she couldn't do it. She couldn't do what was needed to bring that emotional maturity to to it i get the other thing she did was fine i just don't understand why they made a lot of the emotional moments around her like i get it on a story structure like the film makes a lot of sense but and it's very simple which was great like it's very by the book simple not not too complicated but i just i would have i would have cast someone else who could handle that a little bit more um but there you go dungeons and dragons honor among thieves it's a see it for me my first see it of 2023 um taylor uh with a bit of the time left uh this was something that our fans actually have mentioned before and we've never ever done it and we're, we're just in and around easter we're just passing easter now uh you are going to review jesus christ superstar yep one of my all-time favorite movies my favorite probably my favorite musical although technically a rock opera although i guess that could be a whole episode mike you schooling us on why something's a rock opera versus a musical. and why something yes technically it's a rock <laughs> opera um and it's it, it would it's definitely one of my top five rock operas slash musicals as well and yes it is technically a rock opera god i love it so um completely switching gears i told mike i can't find anything to stream this <laughs> i couldn't yeah. find anything i was on netflix i think I think I've mentioned this on the show. I finally bit the bullet and got my own Netflix account after scamming on my dad's the like last decade. So my algorithm is all screwed up. So I feel like maybe there is stuff on new stuff, but I can't find it yet. You know what I mean? Like I haven't yeah. watched enough to fix the algorithm. So Mike, yeah. said, well, why don't you review <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I had that thought just because <laughs> I before you even text me, I had that thought being like, oh yeah, I think we were supposed to do this. And yeah. Well, so there you here go. we go. We we always give the <laughs> listeners what they want, even if it's like three years no. later. So here yeah. we go. Um, here go. So <laughs> I I think so. The Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ Superstar came out in the seventies, and Mike, you might know the history a little bit better. I believe it was a stage musical and then became a movie. I don't think it was a That's movie right. first. Yeah. Yes, it was so, a stage musical first. Um, and it was the seventies. 
And I know that for a fact because my mom, who went to a public elementary school, had to like learn the songs like in their music class. Like that's how wow. big of a musical this was. Um, so anyways, the one from the 70s, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Andrew, no, Andrew Lloyd Webber. And who's his writing partner? They don't work oh, together. Oh, um, yes. They don't work together. Tim Rice. Tim Rice. So that they wrote, I believe the, it's called The Songbook <laughs> for this uh, movie. And it is um, the story of Jesus's last days, essentially, and his crucifixion. So spoiler alert for those who did not grow, grow up in a Christian household. Um, it is about the crucifixion of Jesus. Is that really a spoiler? I guess so. I guess I, I guess you got to say Mike, it. in this day and age, you know, I really don't know what people know. Like, there was a time where even if you weren't Christian, you, like, knew these, like, these things were almost like pop culture. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, movies could allude to the Bible and people would be like, yeah, I know that. Now, this day and age, like, 15-year-olds, I don't know what they know. I don't know if they know what the Bible is. I have no idea. Open a book. <laughs> Teenagers. <laughs> but, um, people know, like, on the show, like, I don't make it a secret. I'm Catholic. Like, I'm a practicing Catholic. And, Mike, you went to Catholic school. So, we're at a dis- mm-hmm. we're at advantage of knowing about I guess, so. I guess I just assume everyone knows, but yes. Right. Like, um, my high school, like the passion play like use songs from Jesus Christ yeah. Superstar like big big yes. deal guys big deal yeah. so the one from the 70s don't waste your time don't watch the one from I believe it's the early 2000s it's either like oh, 99 no. or like 2000 it um is available on DVD probably VHS it is horrible it is so corny I had friends who preferred to watch that one because they like hate watched it like you know how you like watch the room right they like oh. thought it was so corny and they like thought it was um you know it was like ironic to watch it no 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 like the original jesus christ superstar is just very good <laughs> yes <laughs> the singing is very good like the so um it's filmed in israel um and they use like very minimal minimal like sets like the sets mm-hmm. are the land if that makes sense like the the geography of Israel is, um, those are the sets. So like there is like some scaffolding and there is some um, there they like put up a, a bazaar, but for the most part like it's filmed on location and like very minimalistically um, uh, enhanced, I guess. Except there is one very random scene called the Tank Ballet. And I don't know why. I don't. So again, the movie came out in the seventies. They literally look like hippies. So like the the movie opens with them coming off a van, and like people, they're like not wearing costumes. They're just like wearing their hippie clothes. So Mm -hmm. clearly, this movie is made at a time. I don't know what the tanks mean. Maybe it meant something in the seventies. I don't know. But for the most part, um, the movie. The movie's great. The singing is amazing. It is like rock singing, not musical mm-hmm. singing. So people yeah. who are like, "Oh, I don't like Broadway." This isn't Broadway. No, like this is no. like 1970s rock singing. Like Jesus could front the the actor who's who's Jesus could rock front a rock band. Yeah, like, Ted Ted Neely, I think yeah, he's great. Who, like knocks it out of the park. Yeah. And the the gentleman who plays um, Judas. Like, oh my gosh. Like, oh yeah, he's incredible. He is amazing. Um, and like all of the like the cast is all great singers. They um um I believe 
Jesus, the character Jesus, the character Mary Magdalene, and Judas all rep- reprise their roles from stage. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like they, yes. these were the people who originated the roles, and they're now um, in the movie. And like you can tell, like in terms of caliber of singing, um, very little dialogue. I think this is one of those movies that don't, one of these musicals that don't have any dialogue. I think mm-hmm. it's all sung. It's all sung um, through, yeah. And like, yeah, it's it's gonna be. <laughs> it might be weird for some people because some of the scenes are like so seventies, you know what I mean? But you just have to let it wash over you. Like I'm thinking of like the Jesus Christ Superstar number with Judas. Oh yeah, um, yeah. with like the silver <laughs> lemme, um, and like the mirror lights. Um, but the song is so amazing. Like the music is just so good. Like it's one of those musicals where I can put on the soundtrack. It doesn't have to be Easter. And I just like love to sing along, even though I can't sing. Like it's a lot of fun. And I don't think you need to be Christian or like, you know, you don't have to celebrate Easter to be able to watch this um, mm-hmm. movie. I think there's, you know, you can just watch it for the great entertainment that it is and the great music that it is. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a see it for me. It's not without its controversies, I guess. If you go to Wikipedia, um there is i think a controversy section it did get some flack from the jewish community i believe um in mm-hmm. um there was like some boycotts at the time um because of the way they kind of portrayed um the jewish people being like responsible for the crucifixion of jesus that's like you're really like wading into the weeds in a sense like if you kind of spiral down that like that's like that's a whole other thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's one of these things where like, you just need to be able to enjoy the movie and not think about those stuff. But I know not everyone yeah. can enjoy, not everyone can shut that part of their brain off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like the average person who like, doesn't know that history doesn't know that stuff about the Bible story. They wouldn't, that wouldn't even be on their radar. You know what I mean? Mike? No, um, no. And, and I think you make a good point there. Like I really do think it, no matter what you can find something to enjoy about this film, you don't have to have the, that prior knowledge. Right. You don't have to have it for this either. Um, But again, like, you know, just in this day and age, I got to red flag you when there is a little bit of controversy. The yep. movie is not without yep. its controversy. But um, for me, like I grew up watching this. Absolutely love it. For me, this isn't just like an Easter movie. Like I can watch this any time of the year. And yeah, the music is just phenomenal. They just don't write music like that way anymore. Like Mike, do they even no. come out with rock operas anymore? There are a few. Yes, they're few and far between. Um, that's not the most common thing, but they do come out. Yes, there are. There are. Well, some. they don't need to come out because Jesus Christ, Christ Superstar, it's the best. But anyways, it's, long story short, it's uh, it's a seed for me. Happy Easter to those who celebrate. Happy Easter in a week to our Orthodox brothers and sisters who are celebrating in a week's time. Um, and if you don't celebrate Easter, that's okay too. Still watch Jesus Christ Superstar. Perfect. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back again next week. Go see some movies.